This show is furnished by The Cochran Firm. Talk Radio 790, KBC. You are listening to A Nation Divided. I am Brian Dunn, coming to you live from Culver City with my best friend in the world, Mr. James Oates. How are you doing today, brother? Man, I'm loving that sunny <clears throat> Southern California day. It's it's uh, going to test the stay-at-home, social distancing whole thing, right? Yeah, well, uh, want to get out? we're actually seeing the resolve of uh, Southern Californians because I, I live on the beach and I'm telling you that I don't think that anyone there has even heard about a stay-at-home yeah, order right. or <laughs> stay-away yeah. order. Say it, what? It's kind of been uh, disregarded for a while. Folks, we're coming to you again in these unprecedented times. Uh, it seems like every week we're talking about some variation of how our lives have changed. Uh, I have to have... I have to confess that I'm just overcome with optimism. I believe that we're headed in the right direction. Uh, I believe that we're going to get through it. But it seems as though the ugly politics of our nation are now seeming to piggyback onto this very pandemic. The coronavirus, COVID-19, has become a political football. And when you start thinking about this, try to understand that we're talking about a microscopic organism. All it really wants to do is replicate. It's not Republican. Not it's Democrat. Not Democrat. Not an independent. Not rich or poor. Nope. Cares not. I don't think it voted in the last election. And we're still seeing so many things happening that have divided us along partisan lines that are related to this microscopic organism. And we've seen the blame game. If you're going to take it from the perspective of the president, he's blamed China. He has blamed the CDC. He has blamed the World Health Organization, actually cut funding in the middle of the, of the crisis to the World Health Organization. And if you look at it from the perspective of Democrats, well, who are they blaming? Trump. Right. Shocker. Right. I'm sure that you didn't think that that would happen. Yeah, but it's, it's it really has pervaded even down to every individual talking about the coronavirus. I mean, right. all this past week, people that I've talked to, people that I think are smart people, like every week we're talking about the show and I'm talking about, you know, what are we going to what's going to be our subject matter? And I'm just talking to people about the politics of this thing. And it's crazy. People want to rip your head off. You well, can't say anything. You can't say it, the wrong thing to the wrong it, person, it, right? It, it's the same thing that seems to have happened before. It seemed like there were a precious few weeks where right. we were all on the same a couple page. Of weeks. Everybody, everybody was, was kind of yeah. scared, and yeah. we were all kind of pulling together, and everybody was trying to, you know, what, what's going to happen now? It wasn't Trump's fault. It wasn't Pelosi's fault. Exactly. It wasn't a political thing. Yeah, it was just a thing that happened. But given time, we are Americans, of course. Oh, yeah. We really must find a way to fight. I mean, I, I just don't know if we can just handle too much just peace, even if we're dealing with a common enemy. But, folks, one of the things we're talking about, and we talk about the blame game, this is kind of a deeper issue. And this is one of the things that has always concerned Jim and I so much is, you know, 
why aren't we coming together? Especially at a time like this, when it seems uh, just completely logical that we should do away with partisan divide. We should yeah, do away with... It helps everyone to do that, right? You would think, yes. But it's like you said before, Brian, that when the when voices go up, when the volume goes up in the room, everyone stops thinking. They they completely shut down. They've got a they have a script that they've been read, right. or maybe they read it themselves, and they're going to repeat that script. Right. They're going to they're going to use those little catchphrase judo throws, like you said. Exactly. They're going to use the judo throws, and then they're not even going to try to hear what someone else is saying. Even if that person they're, happens to be and, on their own, they're and their that side. is the exact point, right. and we have to hear that. And so, folks, so uh, in the spirit of bringing us together, uh, we're going to open up the discussion. And we're basically going to be talking along these lines. Do you think that someone is to blame for this? If so, who? Do you think that we should have an enemy? Do you think that someone should be blamed? What do you think caused this? But more importantly, does it make any sense to blame anyone or any group of people? But at the same time, this is such a hot-button political issue. Well, you know, okay, I'm going to do it. We talked about it earlier. There are real villains in this thing, right? There are there are people, organizations that have done things. They've they've sort of monop. They've, they've kind of made money off of this thing, and no one wants to see that. It's sort of what's wrong with making a little right? money, Jim? Sure, but does that mean you? If villain? you're making it off the backs of people who are suffering, we all know that that's a bad thing, right? No one wants to do that. But they, the no example, one wants to put profits before people. Well, and then that's what they say, right? And then that becomes a whole argument. But this thing this past week that I saw that I had to talk about was that that the lawsuit, this class action lawsuit, yes. that's being filed against four of the largest banks in America because they purposely kept small business people from being able to file the PPP loans so that they could make more money off of the great big loans that they were going to do for the right. few big companies. The million-dollar loans. And so – and then by the way, if there's anyone out there that ha- that needs any advice on self-employed partnership or small corporation getting the PPP loan stuff through, I've done a lot of it in the last three weeks. I did yeah, it for well, us. But Jim was able to get it for yeah. the firm, and I, we're one of the very few. difficult, yeah. He, yeah. he really worked hard to get it. This is not something that we're trying to sell. It's just he has some inside information that might be able to help. But there's a real villain. And, That's and, a real and if villain, you did right? want to call him, you can reach us at uh, nationdividedradio.com. This is not like we're trying to sell anything. We're not trying to – we don't have an interest. It's just we figured out some things – not we, Jim – Figured out some things that could really be useful to some small business owners because they're going to they're going to re up this thing again pretty soon. Well, they're re up and it's going to on Monday they'll start distributing funds too, hopefully to people that already were in the queue. But you know, it's like these landmines that get laid out to keep people from getting to the things that they're really supposed to be able to get to. Absolutely, but those are real villains, right? Now then, the question becomes: when we politicize it. Uh, is it really Trump's fault that coronavirus happened? I, I mean, I, you can blame him for I, a lot of things. I don't know but. if it if it makes sense to blame anyone. I mean, I don't like to usually take a position, but my position is it, it, we should be united at this time. More than anything else, it doesn't make sense to blame uh, China. It doesn't make sense to blame the World Health Organization. It doesn't make sense to blame the CDC. But, folks, I'm inviting you to disagree with me. And as always, the, the, the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC, 1-800-222-5222. It doesn't matter if you have any letters behind your name or advanced education. It doesn't matter if you have a degree. It doesn't matter if you are someone that considers yourself an expert. We are interested in what folks think. We're interested in what your gut is telling you. And specifically, if your gut is telling you something, let's hear from you. I mean, we're just interested in America and Americans. And the issue is, is there someone to blame? Uh, do you think that we should be focusing 
on one or another group? Or is the entire conceptualization of the blame game perhaps the problem itself? And, you know, this is something that has already become political. You were telling me about a, a memo uh, that you discovered uh, do you oh yeah, that? so it, it just came out yesterday. That's just kind of this is sort of breaking news that that the the GOP establishment, uh, I think that it's a committee that helps out people that are GOP candidates around the country, sent out a memo, and the memo said blame China, and it was a fifty-seven page document. It, it gave all these details of how you're supposed to blame China, and that it even and gave this examples. was an internal document it's within an internal the GOP document. It's supposed to go out to you know for campaign purposes to candidates and. And and the document it even it even said give like the the sort of the what if right what if Trump is blamed for the coronavirus the document directed people directed candidates to pivot away from Trump by saying it's China's fault go back to China keep going back to uh, yellow China. peril always right. China is to blame but can you describe even a little bit more about about this I mean because folks what what Jim is talking about this is something that's just in the news right now. But, I mean, this is basically a directive to uh, individuals that are running or that are getting gearing up for elections in the GOP that's saying this is something that we're basically going to well, you focus know on. Well, you know what's going to happen. And, of course, on the flip side, they're going to try to defend, right, because they've got to defend because Trump's going to get blamed for it. Right. Trump's going to get blamed for all the mistakes that were made, and there were some mistakes made, right? But it, it is, it's his fault that the coronavirus happened. I mean, you can't do that, right? can't say that. So we're going to take a short break, folks. And if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. And what's the question? Well, is there a Republican side to this? Or is there a Democrat side to this? Is there right and wrong? Are there is there facts? anyone to blame? Exactly. But more importantly... Have you been blamed? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Brian, you might have been blamed. Is there any reason... For us not to be unified, folks, we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-222-5222. We're going to be right back after the break. It's not my fault. I thought it was all your fault, Jim. It's not my fault. And, you know, that's one of the things we need to get to the bottom of. We'll be right back, folks. Love you all. What a great song. I know. I love that song. Great. Greatest movie of all time, The Warriors. I'm sorry. Still the best. That is your favorite movie of all it's time. It's my I favorite movie of all time. time. It's very personal. Don't say anything bad about The Warriors. So, folks, we're coming back. Uh, the topic today is the blame game. Obviously, when we're looking at COVID-19, we're looking at the ways that it has affected us. And it seems as though as time has gone on, uh, this, too, has turned into a... Uh, battleground uh, that has divided us along partisan lines. Well, you were asking about the memo thing a little bit more in the, in the previous yeah. segment. So do we know that this, of course, we know this thing started in China. Do we know that China did some things that made this worse for the rest of the world? Perhaps. Yeah, probably. I, yeah, it probably did. And we know it's an authoritarian regime. We, we know that they are going to do things to try to make themselves look good and cover up their mistakes. And they probably made plenty of mistakes. But 
Does it really help to weaponize this thing politically, turn it into a football, and make what it something that good uh, will come what? out of it? Folks. Just, just say that we know we uh, we know that they're a, a threat in certain ways. We know that we know they made some mistakes. So be on the watch for it next time. But it doesn't have to. It doesn't. It ends there, you know. Yeah, I mean, we lost something like fifty million people uh, between nineteen seventeen and nineteen eighteen, right? And that started in Kansas. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, at least the, the scientific consensus is it started in the Midwest, and we don't call that the American uh, flu. We call it the Spanish flu. There's reasons for that. But anyway, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Is someone at fault? Should we orient our consciousness in that manner? Or does it even matter who is at fault? Greg from Orange County, want to thank you for calling us. Hey, Greg. You've been so patient. Yeah. Uh, welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. We are dying to know what you think about this. Hey, thanks a lot. Uh, I haven't been on the radio in a long, long time. But, uh, yeah, I just happened to tune in, and, uh, you know, obviously the topic is... Yeah, uh, you sound good, Greg. Right? I'll tell you that. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, hey, you know, uh, of course, the partisanship just never stops, no matter no matter what is going on. Right. Uh, I, I don't think um, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat presently in office, you know, Trump or or, you know, whoever it was, yep. uh, could have anticipated this to the extent that um, it's actually affecting the whole world. Right. That's a very now. good point. Very good point. Um, and uh, having said that, uh, I think I think both parties uh, do the American people injustice by not really. Uh, you know, there's so much partisanship going on, uh, just just the back and forth stuff. Right. And things like this are not getting addressed because they, uh, you know, they're not getting it's not a vote getter. It's not it's right. not enabling Great people point. to get more uh, uh, seats in the House. But and the you, you kind of blah, blah, wonder, blah. I mean, I don't know if folks think this and you're in your car and you're thinking about it. And do you, you, you kind of just sit back sometimes and wonder how we elected all these folks and how it seems like everyone oh, there is just playing a role. And if there's any time in which we need to put all that stuff behind us and just band together, it would seem as though we have a common enemy here, uh, which really doesn't care whether who wins the election. It doesn't care who, who's going to be rich and who's going to be poor. It's just it's microscopic. You know, as I'm listening to Greg there talk, I'm thinking to myself, OK, so how does this thing, how does something like coronavirus get turned into something, get weaponized right. politically, right? Well, there are guys sitting around and that's all they do. There are guys sitting around that are trying to think of the next great way that they can promote or demote politically, right? Because they're the people work. They're the people. That are and it does happen to be an election year. Greg, do you have any ideas? Uh, I'm just going to shift briefly. Uh how long do you think this whole lockdown is going to last? We're just curious. We're, we're just kind of getting a straw poll here. Uh, you know, I, I think it depends on what state you're in at this point. Right. Um, and where you are and w what your governor is basically telling everybody to do. Right. Um, I think uh, I think this. Um, this slow reintroduction of business and stuff like that is, is going to happen regardless. Yeah. I mean, it kind of has to. Do you think that we're going to uh, move to a world where they, everybody's just wearing masks all the time uh, and that that's just going to be something that's just part of our world now? I do for, for some significant period of time until, until it's forgotten again. Right. Well, the vaccine uh, might I would help. like to add one more thing. Absolutely. A uh, little, 
yeah, a little a tangent to this. And before you go um, on, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. We just want your opinion. And even if we disagree with it, we don't get. We just want to hear from you folks. Greg, go ahead, please, brother. I cut you off. Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, so I, I want to address China for a minute. Um, China is the number two superpower in the world, uh, vying uh, daily for you know to be the superpower, surpassing us at some point in time. Uh, they basically hold much of the world's debt, uh, especially ours, right. and and you know every company. Uh, on the planet wants to go to China and do business, Google, Apple, you name it, Facebook, right. and they're all Starbucks. trying to do this. And, yep. and so here's what I'm thinking. Here's a superpower. And at the same time, they're both medieval and super modern at the same time. Uh, the medieval part is in how they, um, you know, wet markets, for instance, I mean, these things are out of horror movies that you've never imagined in your life. Well, you, you also have to take into consideration the fact that, you know, Trump has, has drawn down on China a few times. I mean, this whole, uh, I call it a pissing yes, match, but yeah. it was something more than that with regard to these tariffs and the soybeans and all those other things that just kind of seemed to become uh, very politicized. There were a lot of farmers that, had a, that were actually on the losing end of that. But China has yes, been, in, you absolutely. know, in his crosshairs for a while. And, and you know, when something like this happens, you, you kind of wonder. I mean, for a while he was calling it the Chinese virus. and I mean, I was listening right. to his speech the other day, and he just made it very clear that this never should have happened. And it's, you know, it's China's fault. And it's kind of reinforcing this idea. But what good can come you, of it? Yeah, and that's like, well, what I'm wondering is like, Greg, you know, when you've clearly you're a guy that's thought about this a lot. And you probably have a lot of very intelligent things to say. But through the week when you're talking to friends, when you're talking to people yes. and you just talk about this, you just bring this up and you start sharing some of your thoughts, your opinion about when we're going to go back to work, your opinion about China. Do you, do you ever do you get attacked? Do you get attacked by people? Do you get just completely torn down by someone who just doesn't even want to hear um, what you have to say? You know, I I do. Uh, I communicate via text mostly these mm -hmm. days, or or speaking to people online. Right. Um, or um, and what I what I do see almost constantly uh, is that partisanship exists, no matter uh, no matter. You know, what you're talking it, it about. It seems like it's always going to crop up. Greg, listen, it, I want to thank you so much for calling. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to hang around, we, thanks, we can get back to you. But you, yeah, you thanks for your hold. opinion, folks. If you'd like to join the discussion, this is not uh, something that's really formal. I'm not going to be asking anybody for their academic degree or anything like that. If you'd like to just weigh in, what is your gut telling us? That's the only thing that makes a difference to us. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Quickly, Mike from El Segundo, you've been so patient. I wanted to, to parry off to you. Uh, thank you so much for holding for so long, brother. Hey, Mike. And uh, what are your thoughts hey. on all of this, man? How are we going to make sense of this? Oh, gosh, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, there's many lessons to be learned from this, and I'll call it what it is, Wuhan, China, coronavirus. And there is some blame to go around, especially to China. But there's also, I think, blame to go around because the Democrat politicians in Congress, they – they were just constantly falsely accusing and charging President Trump. What with all is kinds the of purpose things. of blame, though, Mike? I mean, you're, you're a highly intelligent guy, and I, we've talked a few times. Yeah, I'm just asking. They, I'm they asking threw, this one basic question. Away from the most but hold on, Mike. Thing. Hold on. What is the purpose of blaming? 
I mean, what is what is the end result? Why would we do that? Okay. And what good does it do for us to when people are dying globally? What good does it really do for us well, to okay. blame lawyer, another you know, person or a group of people uh, when, you know, we never really got blamed as a nation for the the most vicious pandemic, uh, which was in 1917 and 1918. And it all started with us and something like 50 million people died. But the whole thing is, but Mike, just just could, could you could you speak to that briefly? Sure, absolutely. Brian, as a lawyer, you know, it's very important to place blame where it belongs and not to blame innocent people and to see that there are repercussions from the blame. In this case, China withheld this information. They covered up this virus for at least two weeks, maybe a month or more, during which time they they kept out American um, scientists and researchers, investigators. They kept out other foreign people and covered it up. So we lost a lot of valuable time and that we could have used to help prevent from spreading. And then they sent infected people around the world to other countries that they would not even leave Wuhan to go to other parts of China. Now, let me, let me stop you briefly, Mike. When you say they sent, are you uh, intending to imply that this was something that was a conscious uh, and a deliberate act of putting these individuals, knowing that they were infected, uh, and and putting them in situations where there's going to be international transport with the knowledge that they were going to spread this disease. I mean, if you're going to go there, that is a pretty serious allegation. And as I would tell anyone who even wants to think about law school, one of the hardest things in the world that you can prove one way or another is intent. And a lot of folks were dying in China. That is the case. You have to remember, China is literally an evil communist dictatorship. They are not only totalitarian, they torture people. They, you don't think no America does? Clear. Pardon? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to go down that line, but I, I think America no, has I'm got a record. This of, is on mass scale. Even to a mass scale. My father survived a Chinese torture prison in China. Right, where folks, he was really me... tortured every day. And the other prisoners were tortured to death. All right. Let me stop I, you I just... briefly, Mike. Mike, because I don't think I don't think anyone is being tortured uh, in connection with uh, China's uh interactions with the outside world as it relates to this disease but the deeper issue folks okay i've heard uh, references to china i've heard references to the vilification of china what good does it do and the reason why i'm saying this is it i don't think that you can really credibly make an argument that the people that died in the wuhan province wanted to die i don't think you can make a, a compelling argument that the government uh, wanted these folks to die. This is something that might have been underestimated. It might have got out of hand. But when you start talking about a microscopic organism, it's very, you're kind of making a leap of logic when you put it on an individual. Uh, we're going to get to Tony and Richard after the break. And Mike, you hold too. I'm being told that I have Gotta to go. take a short break. Yep, we'll be back. Uh, but folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. I will uh, depart from my usual character. And the thing that I'm always going to want to know, folks, is you can blame this person or you can blame that person. But what good? What do we get out of it? What Where does good it take us? does yeah. it do? And that's kind of the thing that Jim and I are scratching our heads with. I just want the thing solved. Absolutely, folks. To to get back to normal. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be right back in just a minute, folks.
ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. No, this and then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting. Right, and then I see the disinfectant. It knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that? You had uh, to do it. By injection inside or, or almost a cleaning. Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. That was just a joke. Well, you know, Jim, I, I listened quickly <laughs> to, to that. And I, well, I was thinking it's the president of the United States. How could there. he possibly be saying something right. that's not true? Yeah, of course. It, it's the president. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a good citizen. And, you know, Jim, I, for the last few days, I've been drinking Lysol. And uh, I got to tell you, it, it really doesn't go down very I, easily. You know, yeah. I kind of, you know, I, I just feel like it's not helping. You I got to say, just, it's just a case of a guy who should not be talking when he doesn't know he's talking about. Well, you know, he's just that kind of guy. And I, you know, you know me, I I, I try to be pretty fair. We're so not I, here to bash anybody. Right, but, just pass, but, well, I, it's like this past week when I, I listened to Trump, he was, he was speaking about, uh, they were talking about the oil of oil futures and and the problem that of course occurred in the market as a result of oil futures this past week, which had everyone crazy, had me crazy, and he really knew what he was talking about. Yes. He, he, but he slowed down. He got calm. He wasn't trying to talk over top of people. He wasn't repeating himself. He said what he said was very succinct. It's like great. That sounds good. If I started talking about ballet, <laughs> right? Okay, That's you would very sound, right? quickly yeah, understand okay. that I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Okay, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to move to uh, Tony from Santa Clarita. You've been so patient. I want to thank you so much hey, for Tony. for holding for so long, man. And I uh, want to welcome you to a nation divided, folks. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at one eight hundred two 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 five two 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 and one eight hundred two 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 KBC. Tony, welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. We are dying to know what you think. Okay. I think the Republicans are right to blame China because I'm sure the CIA has done their investigating in the past three months, and they must have a preliminary uh, analysis that shows there's some kind of nefarious activity that was going on. And you could tell by the way Trump and Pence and Pompeo speak that they're just waiting to get their report together and the CIA is going to come out with all the timeline and everything. And a lot so, of people so, agree with you, Tony. But let me so, just let me just like, go here with you when, real when briefly. When that report comes out, all, everyone's going to say, we told you so. Okay, well, but yeah, what, but Tony, here's the thing. So I, I, I agree with you completely. I, everything you just said, Tony, I, I, it seems self-evident. And it, se- it sounds to me like – matter of fact, I don't know that anyone that I've spoken to that actually would disagree with what Tony just said. I would, but then, I would probably have a qualified disagree- uh, disagreement with that. But, but, but see, but here's the thing, though, Tony. My, my question is what good does it do us to keep bringing – we bring it up, we say what it is, and then we're done. But now we're going to turn it into something that we use as part of our campaigning. Right. And, you know, what ultimately is going to unconsciously happen is you're going to turn public opinion against innocent uh, folks that are Chinese that have nothing at all to do with this. And it's going to turn into all kinds of others. So then the question, Tony, would be not is it right or wrong to lay blame on China. I I think I think that, that it's right. I agree with you. Is it right or wrong to take this and blow it up and make it – it's all about China, and that's the only thing we're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about the 5,000 other things that caused this thing to go off the rails. Right, and well, how we can protect that? ourselves from it and how we can protect our neighbors Well, from how do you it? feel about that, Tony? I think the reason why he's blaming China is because he wants to shut down the American factories over there and bring them back and get people to not oh. buy Chinese stuff. Okay. Uh-huh. 
That's well, at least that is one practical That's a consideration. Practical reason. I Tony, don't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I, think Richard, reason, I think Richard's going to agree with you. Richard, uh, thank you for holding. You've been on hold for a while. Folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. Every opinion matters. Richard, thank you for holding. Yeah. Welcome to A Nation Divided Brother. Tell us, t- weigh in for us, please. Make some sense. Well, well, it's just common logic. You know, this is a China uh, problem. It came from China. I mean, uh, every American should look themselves in the mirror and uh, think that they really did save the world because it was America that uh, pinpointed and the, the things we do to try to save lives. It, it's amazing. You know, I mean, it, this is phenomenal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, far as what went on as far as everybody's lives being turned upside down. Richard, are you aware of what is called the Spanish flu that pretty much ravaged the entire world globally uh, in the years of 1917? Well, it did. Well, one thing, Richard, is it did. The scientific it consensus is that it came from America. Right. And it, sh- it should have shut down the, the whole thing. Matter of fact, you wasn't alive then. You're alive now. We're present. We're looking at it. True. Well, but, you know, whether uh, I'm alive or whether I'm not alive. It's a problem. Okay. True. True. And, and uh, the thing that we, our precautions that we as Americans from the Spanish flu actually saved the world. Because, I mean, you can look at civilization. You know, I study a lot of art where uh, civilization is just gone. What happened to these people? Hmm. You know, so China is responsible for something with a massive uh, population that they knew better. Okay, what, what what does that do for us? What what is well, what does that, that do for us? With finances, I mean, if they sit themselves back into uh, building walls again, then that let them have it because I think we're the country the that's building world, walls right now. I mean, but go ahead. All right, uh, Richard, thank you so much. Wait, wait did, did I finish? Did I hear you out? Yeah, I didn't yeah, want to no, cut no, you off. Yeah, right. Jim, yeah. So, did you no, have no, something? No. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Don't go anywhere, Richard. Uh, And folks, don't think that I am uh, trying. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, no, of course. But at the same time, though, I hear everybody. I cannot get past the fact that this uh, virus doesn't care who's at fault. That's the thing. It it just it's not Republican. It's not Democrat. Doesn't have an agenda. Wherever it popped up. It it doesn't care who wins in November. And and it's just something that, you know, when you say, okay, we we despise uh, China, what what does that give us? Where does that take us? How does that enable us to combat this? Uh, Steve from Los Feliz, I want to thank you for holding. You have been on hold for quite a while, and uh, thank you so much. And, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC. Steve from Los Feliz, we are dying to know what you think. Welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. Well, I think the real problem here is there is no leadership in Washington, D.C. You've got an inept president who speaks in superlatives. Oh, we're the best in the world. We're the super. We're this, that, and the other. He cut the budgets for agencies that were looking for this kind of disease, which they knew was going to come along at some point. He cut off the he cut off the the flights from China, but he didn't cut off the flights from all the other countries. Actually, he don't China probably from China. a lot of people are saying that should have happened sooner. But anyway, keep going, Keith. Uh, Steve, well, I'm sorry. Keep people going. don't just people don't just fly Chinese airlines here. Right. They go to Malaysia. Sure. They go to Vietnam. They go to Hong Kong. They go to all these other places and they transfer. And Absolutely. probably they're going to find out one of the transfers was all the students from China coming back here after the New Year's to go, or during, before New Year's, to go to school here. Now, the other problem is he, he keeps grabbing for stuff like he's a winner. He, you know, 
Uh, well, in terms North of Korean, uh, the North Korean dictator has done nothing. He might be a friend to Trump's because he knows how to pat him on the back. They're building nuclear weapons. They're preparing all kinds of stuff in North Korea. I think that particular dictator might be preparing to meet his maker at this point, actually, in terms of what it is that we're hearing. It's a possibility, but, you know, this is symptomatic of of everything he has done and why there's no leadership. Okay, Steve, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this real quick. Real quick. First of all, do you know anyone personally uh, who's ever been uh, afflicted by this coronavirus? Have you had any personal experiences with anyone that you know? Yes, and I know how things work in China because we built a plant there in 95, and Americans are dreaming if they think the production is going to come back from China to here. Yeah, it's not going you don't to. have people here who don't want to work for a dollar an hour. Right. And if, you were, if you were president, if you could in just 30 seconds real quick, because um, Matt's been holding for a minute, what would you do if you were the commander-in-chief? Well, I guess what I would have done, would have, is I'd have gotten people and found out where the respirators were found out where the masks were, found out that we need to put money into people's pockets so they're not rioting the street because they can't pay their rent. Now, see, I agree with everything, Steve. I agree with everything you're saying there. And and I know that it it sounds like a broken record to keep repeating these things that we need to do right. But how does it help us to then blame Trump? Yeah, even, you know, even Trump. And I'm not the biggest fan of of 45, but even, you know, the, the Democratic Party has seized upon this to really just lampoon the president and really just come after him hard. Now, everybody knows what you're going to get with with Trump. I mean, at this point, it's like McDonald's. You know what you're going to get. You kind of know his personality is is very well established, His uh, the manner in which he responds to events. So we can say, yeah, he could have done this, he could have done that, or he's do- but what good does it do us? Well, there's no there's no big difference except for the fact since he can't hold these rallies because of the isolation of people, although some of these people want to go to things like this. Right. He's he's using this. All these things that are happening, all these uh, uh, press conferences, he's just using them as campaign issues. And when he doesn't get response. Then he walks out like he did the last one because he wouldn't take any questions. Right. This is how Trump is campaigning for the next election. So it's hard to hard to beat people who complain about him when he's doing this electioneering. Thank and you so Democrats much, Steve, for calling. And uh, in light of that, I might stop drinking Lysol. I, I was drinking it for a while, but I, <laughs> I might stop. Matt from Azusa, you've been on hold for a minute. Welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. Hey, Matt. So happy that you called. We have just a little bit of time before we have to go to the break. But real quickly... Uh, Can you lead in and give us an idea? What do you think, brother? Uh, Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, blame is all about holding someone or some group accountable. And without accountability, then nefarious or faulty behavior is, it tends to be repeated. So, you know, conservatives, uh, typically Republicans, for the most part, tend to believe that accountability is important in order to change future behavior. I wouldn't disagree with you at all. And and Matt, we're going to have to put a button on it. We're going to start right away with you when we get back. But uh, folks, the the only thing is, yeah, you you can blame an action. You can say, okay, it's wrong uh, for us to not social distance or it's wrong to not be transparent. Uh, or it's wrong uh, for us to but adopt. are you really going to change the behavior but by just when you hitting them over the focus head on a person almost like it goes the or other a direction. group of yeah. people, or when you focus, when the, when the blame becomes personalized, 
See, you can blame an action. I'm completely in tune with that. We got to take a break, folks. We're going to be right back. We'd love to know your thoughts if you'd like to weigh in. And Matt, we're going to start with you because you're onto something big, brother. We'll be right back. Try to stay healthy for the next two or three minutes. We're going to be right back. Welcome back, folks. As we're continuing this very hot discussion, the blame game, does it have an application to the microscopic organism that is COVID-19? Is this doing any good for us? I know that everyone has strong opinions as to who should be disliked, despised, ridiculed, condemned. But what good? Uh, does any of this actually do for all I of like us? I like what we were saying there off the air, uh, Brian, and we're going to go back to Matt. Matt kind of brought it up. But here's the thing. If you you, say you go down the road of blaming somebody to try to change their behavior, well, you're probably not going to change their behavior. And you blame him and you blame him and you blame him. And in the instance of Trump, if you blame Trump, all you're really going to do is embolden his supporters. You're going to you're going to take the people who right. already believe he's unfairly treated and right. he's going to make it worse. It's as if you think he's going to say, you know what? Right. You're Right. I have been a little misguided about my approach to the <laughs> yeah, situation. Right. I'm going to change everything. And because of what you say, you know. And the flip side's true, that's right? That's just not, that might have been Jimmy Carter, well, the, the, but that's just no, not Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and we're never going to get another Jimmy Carter, unfortunately. But that's, and on, the, on the flip side, the memo that we talked about at the top of the show. Yeah, bring that, that up again. Yeah, so the memo gets released, right? So that you're going to tell all of these potential, all these candidates to go out and blame China, blame China, blame China. Well, all you're going to do is you're going to take the people that already know that that's just white noise. Right. They just know that that's, that's background noise, and they're just going to even be less inclined to vote for you, right? Wouldn't you think that? But I mean, yeah, what what but happened to like just going out and having great ideas and great leadership and coming up with some good solutions? And Yeah, but on a deeper level, it's going to turn uh, the consciousness against Chinese people. It is going well, to actually true. pivot our, you know, the, our national uh, way of thinking to – which is inherently going to target an innocent person. Yes, that's true. Uh, of Chinese point. descent. And, and this is the type of thing that is only going to create further problems. But I like what Matt was saying. Let's go back. Yeah, let's go back to Matt. Matt, uh, once again, man, I, I, I know that you had a few things to say, and I wanted to get back to you. Uh, what are your thoughts again, brother? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Based on your comments, um, you know, if accountability uh, is useless and only – makes things worse, then we might as well throw out our whole judicial and penal and other uh, punishment systems by which we hold people in our country and throughout the world accountable. Uh, we might as well get rid of uh, national defense because, uh, as, as your premise would have us believe, uh, blaming people and holding them accountable only makes them worse off. Well, if you commit a crime... That, well, I don't think most of conservatives I, do, and I, that's why I don't think a conservative or a liberal would say that we should do away with the criminal justice system. If you commit a crime, uh, there should be uh, accountability. My point is, is that this is not like somebody who knocked over a liquor store or someone who is violating... Uh, any kind of law. This is a disease. This is an, a we pandemic. Vital information on the disease, and they also apparently, from what we can tell, strong-armed or bribed the World Health Organization. They did nefarious and egregious things, and need to be held accountable. That's and those things should belief. never be replicated. I mean, in in Philadelphia, they had a parade uh, to support war bonds that, against the scientific consensus, hundreds of thousands of people came out. And did this parade 
basically when the the Spanish flu uh, was at its height, and that is considered by all of the people who looked at this particular problem that we had in 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 America, that was the thing that did us in nationwide. That is the thing that caused so many people to die. Now, now I want to take us back say, to okay, I take us the, back to the leadership was, of Philly, I want to take uh, us I want to take us back to what Matt was saying though, Spanish flu guy. Okay. Spanish flu man. <laughs> Brian and Spanish flu. By the way, you know why it was called the Spanish <laughs> flu? It's because Spain was a neutral country in World War 1 the and they're the flu. only one with a free press, but anyway, go but ahead. But no, I want to take it back to what Matt was saying there because I'm thinking about it very deeply what Matt said. And so so here's the thing, Matt and I I want to kind of hear your thought on this too. So Yes, it's true that you've got to have accountability. That that goes without saying. But what is it that you fear will be lost if we don't just – and I'm just – I'm not asking – I say you, but I mean proverbially. What is it that you think people fear would be lost if we just simply said, okay, here's what we know. China did this. They did this. They did this. They blamed the – you know, they, they – They didn't the do this. They didn't, they didn't do this. They didn't do this, but they did these things. They did these things, and these are the things that we're going to hold them accountable for. At some point in the future, we're going to – Cut off this aid. We're going to do this. We're going to do a couple of your things and then be done with it. What are they afraid will be lost if we just do it like that and we don't instead bring it up in every single campaign across the United States of America for the next 12 months? What do you what do you think people think they're going to lose? I don't think that uh, people think we'll lose anything if we hold China accountable. And there's uh, penalties involved to discourage that kind of uh, incompetent or nefarious behavior. In but the now, future. but now, if that's true, though, then Matt, then how do you explain this memo that the GOP le- released and, and sent out to candidates? How do you explain that they're going to be talking about this stuff in six months? Why? And it's it's also the political nature of it. And, and th- this is the only thing, Matt. I'm not trying to jump on you. No, not at all. Uh, but because yeah, he's got some good points, Matt. You got a good points. One of the things that uh, I have always thought made me a freak in this world made me a misfit i feel like i'm from mars is that i've never really just bought into someone telling me to dislike someone else or someone uh, encouraging me to formulate a negative emotional reaction towards a, a person or a group of people and this is such a hotbed political issue because the vilification of china happens to be right in the wheelhouse of the gop and that is vilification is one thing, and blame or accountability is another. And vilification, that. and prejudice, and bigotry—I'm uh, not including all of those uh, with accountability sure. and blame. Well, sure. accountability can attack actions, and when we think about it, what in just you reference the criminal law. With the reason why we have those punishments is we want to deter an action, so we can exactly. say yes, we we are completely against. Uh, a lack of transparency. We are completely against withholding information. We are completely against this type of thing. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we uh, develop hatred uh, for, in this I, I instance, agree. the group of people Don't that did Chinese it. hate Chinese people. Hey, I'm not saying hate Chinese people. Uh, I, I think you should hate communism. But I think you should uh, have uh, disdain for communist regimes. But no, don't hate Chinese people or Chinese culture. Uh, finally, Matt, did, did you do you know any people uh, personally who's been who have been affected by COVID nineteen? I do not. Yeah, with well, Jim and I, between the two of us, we could only find one person, and I think it's right. one of the interesting things. Well, finally, Matt, you've been so wonderful. Uh, give us an idea, just your estimate. You. Nobody's going to hold you to it. Uh, when do you think we're going to get out of this thing? I mean, the lockdown. Uh, Probably as soon as uh, enough people get fed up with having uh, their business shut down.
We were going to do a, a like where where we were going to have a reward reward for the person that got the closest to when we were going to. But the, right, the, yeah. the producer said like the that Bowl, there was an like insurance issue. Yeah, we couldn't really do Board. that. It, yeah, it was just kind of a bad idea yeah, for the station idea. as a whole. You know. But we got to push the envelope, don't you think? Yeah, we I just can. have to constantly push. Yeah, Thank right. you so much, Matt. Thanks, man. Uh, back to Mike from El Segundo, real real quick. Uh, you've been so patient. You've been holding. I want to appreciate it. So we got a little bit of time, and I always kind of like to. To get back to you, if you can give us, uh, you know, in a nutshell, what what do you want our list, our listeners to take home with them? All right, first of all, the most important lesson we all should have learned from this virus problem is how easily people, Americans, are willing to give up their freedom, including the freedom to leave their house, um, when they're told there's some danger, some threat. Um, Sweden did not lock down their country and their residents and their businesses. And they're doing better than the rest of Europe. And also you know, they're Mike developing much have, better Mike, herd immunity. Mike, you do have one good point. And Brian and I were talking about this earlier. Just, I think it was just yesterday that CBS released this poll that they had done that over 70% of Americans are in favor of just staying locked down as long as it takes. And I, I mean, I, and that's a because that's that, a loaded, why. Because all they get is nonstop fake news yeah. that makes everything into a crisis. Do a Google search sometime for the word crisis. For any of the news websites, everything's a crisis with them. They scare the hell out of people, especially children. Well, that, for well, they're well, gonna die it's kind of a loaded. It's, it's, it's kind of a loaded one question. thing that I want to put out there is that we had the governor of South Dakota, and this is pretty famous. She she famously uh, was in defiance of the right, CDC that, guidelines. That was a pretty extreme example. And she yeah. just said, "I'm not going to do anything." People. If they don't want to go, uh, they don't have to. I'm not going to. The government should not impose restrictions. And what happened was you had a meat processing uh, plant where like something like 2,500 people got this, got diagnosed with this. Now, the thing about this, this particular virus that makes it unique is that it's so darn contagious. It is really contagious. It, and, and that's what know, separates and you it don't from. you know that you're sick when you're contagious. Exactly. That's the other huge thing, yeah. So, you know, you can literally say that there are some folks that have died uh, as a result of that uh, type of attitude. Now, I do understand that you have to draw a fine line. I'm and fear surprised. is almost bad. I'm just surprised that there, and it's just been my experience this past week talking, I don't know, maybe Mike said this too. I don't think you have, Brian, but but it's been my experience that when you even talk about like, hey, let's just think of, let's brainstorm here for a minute. How could we open this up? What could we do? People, if they believe that we should stay shut down, they lose right. their minds. Gonna, they get angry. They will it. run you up the flagpole, brother. You don't care about people's lives. And it's like, well, hang on. Yeah, and, and it shouldn't be it, that man. way. And, and, you know, when we actually start moving forward, Mike, thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. We got to uh, go. When, when we actually start moving forward, you know, we have to kind of think about that. And what is really the purpose of all of this. Never going to get anywhere by blaming each other. We're never going to be... Okay, we're not saying don't be accountable. There yep. are certain things that work and certain things that don't work. You're a Democrat. I'm a Republican. So there's no way we can have a conversation about it. It just doesn't make any sense. And what really matters, and I believe, folks, that as we move into the week, the only thing that really should matter should be saving lives. Yeah. That should be it. Yeah. So anyway, folks, uh, we've had a lively discussion. I want to thank everyone who called in and... You know, we're going to move forward and we're going to win no matter what, I firmly believe. And uh, for those of you who called, I just want you to know this. Even though I or Jim, even though we may disagree with you, we We love love you all. all. Everybody have a wonderful week. But Brian is from Mars, though. Yeah. He is from Mars. (laughs) Be safe out there, folks. We love you. This show is furnished by The Cochrane Firm.